1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You're listening to Screen Heroes. Lucky Land Casino. Asking
1: people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess?
1: Aha, in my dentist's office. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Screen Heroes podcast. I am your host, Derek, and I have with me my two lovely regular co-hosts, Ryan. Hello. And Ray. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. We are continuing our discussions on the weekly release of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. So that means it's time for Episode 4, The Whole World is Watching. And with that in mind, this is your spoiler warning. For anything that's happened so far in anything in the MCU, uh, oh, I damn. mean, you, you never well, you never know what we might bring up in association. I'm sure some things are safe, but I don't want to you know, run the risk that something in episode two of WandaVision is important to one of you. I have no idea. So this is your spoiler <laughs> warning for all of the MCU up through this episode. And I'm sure we'll speculate a bit as well. If you consider that to be spoiler territory, you have now been warned. And I feel like I've rambled enough that people will have been able to pause by now if they're worried. So let's dive right in. Let's do this.
0: Diving.
1: This was a long, like this was a big episode. A lot of stuff happened here that I I would have thought would have taken multiple episodes, but I guess you have to remember there's only two more left after this one so is there anywhere specific you guys want to start because there's a lot of ground to cover
2: well i mean probably the best place to start is right at the beginning when you get that scene with bucky and uh a-o boy what's her name
1: ray, ray was mouthing it
0: are you a-o you... it's a-o
2: oh madly it doesn't work well when you're doing an audio podcast I know. but um yeah yeah she you know that that scene was there was some weird sexual tension in that scene too i don't know if you guys picked up on that or if it's just me but anyway the uh (laughs) i think it's
1: just two very attractive people could be but i mean (laughs) sebastian
2: stan has in in the mcu thus far not really had a chance to show his acting chops it's been a lot of stoic looks but that scene was pretty fucking incredible like it really was yeah it was moving very moving and I didn't think, didn't know if we'd get a scene like that from him, but yeah, it was incredible. One was of the like, best scenes, probably in the whole MCU, honestly, in terms of like just sheer emotionality.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, it was re- just really intense, really sad. I mean, it's it's good because it it works, right? And he's freed and everything, and so there's that relief at the at the end of that. But it is just incredibly sad across mm-hmm. the board. Yeah. It was it was nice background. That's for sure, because, like, you know, all that happened off screen. We just yep, he's fine. You know, they they freed him and that's it. And we never really got to see any of it. So. Right. I I am really glad that they added some of that. Agreed.
0: I am, too. But was beautiful.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It did. Her whole scene in present day kind of. Negated a theory I had last week where he was still he was actually actively working for Wakanda, and this was all part of some type of mission or plan. And that's not true. Now, he knew that eventually someone was going to show up, which that makes sense. But my my uh, my theory was squashed pretty early on in this one.
2: Yeah, it would have been cool, but, uh, you know, I didn't have high hopes for it actually being true.
1: (laughs) That's fair. I think that that's fair, but it was definitely good to to see her, and she's got you know, she's she's pissed, uh, obviously for good reason, and gives gives the the white wolf uh, was it eight hours or twelve hours?
0: Eight it hours. Was, yeah, it was a short amount of time
1: to to resolve things, or she was gonna come take Zemo herself.
2: There was another theory of yours that uh, got resolved this episode as well what's that sharon carter being the power broker we know we still don't know who the power broker is she's not the power broker she literally refers to power broker several times as him to other people so
1: people never lie
2: yeah definitely uh, not in the mcu i mean i don't think they're that (laughs) clever with this show revealing that in the last two episodes where she said very little development seems like it's gonna have not much of an impact um I mean, having a st- another random actor being the power broker is not really going to have that much of an impact either. But
1: um, that's the only know. reason I'm keeping the theory alive because at least that has more impact than it being some rando. She, I just the way she's written this season,
2: I'm really glad that she's back. But she's like in this episode. What now? She's Batman. She like gets access to satellites, and and the other thing is like she was bl- like snapped in the blip or whatever. She she was gone. They confirmed that in Endgame. Her name was on the list, and. uh... Now she came back and in like less than six months, she's in charge of like a
1: $500 million like art sale. That and might be a mistake because in this, she made it pretty clear when we first get reintroduced to her that she was there the whole time. So that's that's either a mistake or maybe they thought she was dusted because she went underground.
2: Maybe. I don't know, but. I, I know how it bothered you when there was a tiny little time discrepancy in one of the Spider-Man movies. And this is this, this you're justifying. So, you know, I'm
1: not, no, it's, uh, it's, e- it's either a mistake or it's because she went underground and that's a really, cause they kind of harped on it when she's first reintroduced that she had to be on her own during those five years. And we even talked about how, you know, what did she do during that time? The skills that she's gained, the fact that, you know, she's now, you know, working with these other groups that all happened while during the blip so that's that's probably a mistake, yeah, could be
2: either way, though, I think that she's like playing this weird role that is kind of just vaguely written, you know they call Sam just thought that she might have access to satellites. like that's a really random thing for somebody that you know, I don't know. did she was there something I missed in a previous episode that made it seem like she would have access to to satellites?
0: I mean, it didn't really bother me considering she was with all those rich and powerful people just an episode prior. So, you know, having access doesn't mean that she needs to be the one doing it. It means, you know, she knows a guy who knows a guy kind of thing. So it. It, that is not the thing to focus on in this episode for me
2: <laughs> no I, i'm not focused on it i just think that, that her or the way that they they're using her is a little odd at this point I'm unless
1: she's the power broker and then not. it makes a lot more sense okay
0: i am gonna say that if i wanted people to not suspect me of drug running of superhero stuff i would constantly be like yeah it's totally this guy him, he did it. <laughs> I would totally blame it on a dude.
2: 100%. Maybe the him that she's referring
1: to is Mephisto.
0: Like, yes, I mean
1: probably. This yeah. seems the most likely. Honestly. Or it's Ralph. You know? everything's Ralph Mephisto.
0: Yeah.
1: It's Ralph. It's been Ralph the whole time. That's right. He's gonna get his own little song. Oh, we hope. We can dream. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so all right so we uh, we go on a little mission to to go to this funeral and sam wants a moment or two or ten to talk with carly and new cap is not having any of it even though Battlestar is totally on board with this plan new cap just is a total ass the entire time doesn't mm-hmm. did it seem like he was like a
2: guy on drug withdrawals? Like, yeah, was he like trying to get his next fix this whole time. It was a really weird thing.
0: Yes, he really did come off like he was on something or withdrawn for something. It was intense. Like he was acting erratic when in previous episodes, he was very cool headed.
1: I will say this sequence has one of my like most frustrating little cliches. That are in films any stories like this where there's a character who means well who gets to meet with the antagonist in all honesty and right at the last minute when things might work out everything gets blown and the antagonist thinks the whole thing was a trap the entire time it's used over and over again and i was really kind of disappointed that they went there with this
0: well i think there's some stuff that we're skipping over like first and foremost, Zemo uh, being the one to get the information was pretty incredible the way he did it. It was very smart and yeah, you know
2: luring kids cotton with, with candy.
0: Well not only that but you're <laughs> That's super
2: villain stuff there
0: it actually it absolutely is and turning the tables like convincing the child that uh, the other people, are the bad guys that he's with some really dangerous people that will hurt her and her family. You know, that's, that's top li- uh, tier manipulation. It is really impressive.
2: I'm surprised Bucky didn't hear him because, uh, or understand him. Maybe he did. Yeah. hear him, But like Bucky has, speaks like six languages that we know of in yeah. the MCU at this point. So, you know, it's it's not crazy to think that he would have understood what Zemo was saying.
1: But there's no real payoff there, though, because when he is, you know, quote, warning the girl, right, that Bucky and Sam are really bad guys, nothing comes of that because she still takes them all to the funeral anyway.
0: I don't know if that's going to pay off in another episode either like this. It may not be anything. But no, the
2: payoff—the payoff was that that he could—he got the it has the information that the from the girl, and they couldn't just go get it on their own.
0: it is keeping his role. leverage this whole yeah, time. Yeah, that
2: was what it was. Oh, it so was. she
1: she won't tell them,
2: right? Exactly. He was just ensuring that he was the only one with that information that they couldn't just go ask her. Okay,
1: that works. That makes sense. It's not great, but I mean, I, that's at least what I assumed to be the payoff for that. No, that that works. I'm fine with that. That makes more sense.
0: I do like that none of them would speak to uh, Sam and Bucky and finally this one guys like we are not refugees. we are displaced and I appreciate the side that they're giving to these people. They're really making Carly Morganthau and the other, um,
1: Flag displaced
0: <laughs> and the flag smashers you know they're they're making them very uh sympathetic
2: yeah they they are and i mean there's a lot of parallels between things sam has said in the series and 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 they've said the one that stood out to me was uh i think in episode three sam says that he should have probably destroyed the shield or maybe he should have destroyed the shield and then carly when she's talking to uh the soon-to-be decapitated guy um says that that shield should be destroyed also so like there's a bunch of yeah Mm -hmm. that's not the only one that's just the first one that springs to mind so they really are making it like sam does really identify with the flag smashers and and he really understands what what they want to do
1: and I, i i like this for a lot of reasons but mainly it's because the world isn't just heroes and villains and there are a lot of gray areas for things, I like that it's much more realistic. It's easier to relate to these people, whereas you know, supervillains most of the time. There's always always exceptions when an, a good enough actor steps into a role, but in general, supervillains are just not relatable. You know, but the Flag Smashers are Carly is these are people who are fighting for their lives, for their families, for what they built during the blip that was taken away from them by other groups that, by the way, aren't really great organizations themselves, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that are also doing bad things in their own way. And they're doing bad things for different reasons. And so I like the complexity. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Like there's a good chunk of people in WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that I may not have, you know, sided with a year or two ago that I am now because the development that the writers and directors have given them has been absolutely wonderful. Like I... I'm not sure I would have ever sided with Zemo, but he is just becoming one of the most interesting characters. And I think that's really a huge part of these television shows, giving these people more uh, screen time is making them more interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, he makes a really good point when he's talking to Bucky and Sam about, uh, you know, how, how you can't really distinguish you know super super ser soldiers with like supremacy like there's a there's a relation there like mm-hmm. somebody who asks for that serum is wanting to be superior to other people that's the whole point of it yeah and so i mean he makes some good points and really like you know makes you think a little bit and, and they bring up steve and e- but even zemo which i thought was interesting even zemo uh ha- has steve rogers in high regard like he even he said there's not been another Steve, or mm-hmm. there won't be another Steve. So.
1: Because again, you know, Zemo's not your typical supervillain, right? He's not looking for world domination and to kill Superman or anything like that. He has very specific goals outlined because of things that happen to him, his country, his family that are real world consequences. Right? And I like that. I like the levels that they've given to him and the fact that Steve is this unique person because he didn't seek out the serum. Right. That wasn't his primary goal. He wanted to help in any way he possibly could. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to you know, help people who needed help. And it just so happened that that led him to getting the serum. But that wasn't his goal. Right. And I think that's the big difference.
2: Right. And I don't think uh, Bucky went after the serum either no you know and so uh but it is interesting how scared zemo is of bucky constantly because mm-hmm. he knows what he's done in hydra you can like see it um that actor does a really good job with uh daniel bruhl yeah mm-hmm. does a really good job with like the little mannerisms around bucky to like portray that this guy is is very scared of bucky <laughs> and doesn't really want to be anywhere near him if he can help it mhm
0: I appreciate the two different sides that they're giving because you know almost directly after the conversation that Zemo Bucky and uh, Falcon have is a conversation between John Walker and Battlestar Lamar and he is saying how he would take the serum how it would help all these people so you get both of it you get the being stronger could have personally helped him and his people and people wouldn't have had to die if he had had it in his system. And then on the other hand, Zemo has seen just how much damage this has also done. So you get both. And I love that. It was really good storytelling to include both sides of the argument.
2: Well, I think John Walker's side is not as clear cut as Zemos. Zemos is, I feel like, a much better point. Walker's, you know... I was
0: more talking about Lamar's side of the story than right, Walker. Right,
2: right. Well, wait, was it Walker that brought up the, like, uh, people that he they that died because of his Medal of Honor or whatever in that whole situation?
0: Walker was talking about how he had three Medals of Honor, and it was... Uh, it came at the expense of all these people, and then he asks Lamar if he would have taken... The super soldier serum and he says in a heartbeat and yeah. he's like i would have helped all these people
2: right and but the other side of that is like they would have probably killed more people just to help people to help these people and they aren't necessarily the good guy you know they might be mm-hmm. the good guys in their eyes but those other people think they're the good guys so you know it's i don't it's a, it's a definitely like a deeper uh conversation that I'm qualified to have for a lot of this stuff mm-hmm.
1: well and, and cap does have the advantage of basically fighting in two very clear-cut wars yeah he so fights the Nazis <laughs> right yeah. which are just you know the universal bad guy now and then Thanos who wanted to wipe out half the universe so there's really very little room for gray area in cap's life. Uh, And so he has that advantage of never he didn't have to be around for Vietnam or Korea or the Gulf War or, you know, the war in Afghanistan. He never had to do any of those things that are much more complex areas. Walker probably had to do.
0: Civil War is about as gray as you get, because, you know, we've talked about how neither Tony nor Steve have uh genuine completely pure 100 percent selfless motivations
2: right it, yeah it seemed more like toddlers fighting about something <laughs> than uh than grown-up superheroes you know a little bit but yep. yeah i mean there was a lot of throwbacks to civil war in this episode too but mm-hmm. uh yeah and then what you know you get uh john walker coming into to the conversation and uh confronting bucky or confronting sam and and be like oh machismo like should i throw down my shield so we can make it even it's like come on dude really it's like the embodiment of toxic masculinity masculinity there
0: (laughs) a little bit yeah
2: and then he gets his ass kicked and i mean i loved this fight scene so much so much there was such creative use of the weaponry in, in a confined space there was uh lots of good storytelling there which i'm sure we'll talk about um you get the witty one-liner like the bucky the like looking strong uh you know that was <laughs> i laughed so hard that was so good nothing felt better than seeing this fake captain
1: america getting his ass whooped there was just I- some great memes that came out of this as well you know uh, like you know walker getting his act ass kicked Meanwhile, everybody else is just like taking drinks, you know, yeah. off to the yeah. side. sipping tea or whatever, off to the side. Yeah, because <laughs> like nobody feels bad for him no. in that moment. Nobody does. Nobody, and certainly nobody's going to risk their lives trying to come in the middle until Sam does, of course, because Sam is the mediator and he wants everyone working together. And I and they would have that. straight up
2: murdered him,
1: so he was going to die. Walker, uh,
2: no, the, yeah, Walker was going to die. For sure. If Sam hadn't stepped in like that spear was headed straight for his chest for sure.
1: Yeah, you're probably right.
2: They are. They are not the type to show mercy. At least as far as I've seen on, on screen.
1: It was but, it was a really impressive scene.
2: And I think the unspoken part of that, that hurt Walker more was the fact that they were women. Right. Because there is this thing of like a guy getting his butt kicked by women well, he must have a vagina, which is apparently some sort of like terrible thing for people to have. I don't know. Um, but but you know, that was another level they didn't really touch on. But I'm sure for somebody that's as toxic as that guy is, that you know, that bothered him a lot. That not only were they not super soldiers, but they were women. So I don't know. I, I took that from it. Maybe I was reading too much into it. But being that type of guy, you know. Did you get that, Ray?
1: At all?
0: Uh, I mean, to be completely honest, I see a lot of like subtle misogyny in quite a bit of things. I usually just don't bring it up unless it's more overt. So I but ask- I brought
2: it up this time. You should be proud <clears throat> of me. See, I'm seeing it.
0: <laughs> the thing with John Walker that makes him so fascinating and so hateable is the fact that he is completely affected by so many different things there's toxic masculinity in there there's ptsd there's misogyny there is uh racism there's the need to be absolutely perfect to be a symbol to uh you know, the the whole uh, anger bubbling right under the surface. Like, this man is the pinnacle of mental instability. And uh, like, I absolutely believe that uh, misogyny played a part in it. I'm glad that they didn't just say that, too. I'm glad it was like, they weren't even guys. Like, that would have bothered me. I like I, it more than he said. said. No.
1: Yeah. But I did think it was important that he points out like they weren't even super soldiers. Now, he may not be aware of who they really are and why they're so great at fighting. But he had this idea that if he was a super soldier, then he would be able to defeat anybody. He would just be strong enough to defeat anybody. And I think this is a lot of foreshadowing because it's not necessarily just about how strong you are. And he right. thinks that's going to solve all of his problems and it's not.
2: Yeah. And I, and I mean, a lot of people predicted it, so I can't take, you know, sole credit, but a lot of, you know, I, I did say early on that I thought that he was going to get his ass kicked by, super soldiers or who are by a lot of people and that would force him into taking the serum it didn't happen exactly the way i thought it would but i think that uh you know that was a pretty easy guess and it came true so Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: same with what happens at the end of the episode i mean almost everybody knows anything about the comic books was pretty sure that was gonna something like that was gonna happen in this case it wasn't the death of his parents that set him off it was the death of his best friend but you know similar
1: outcome but I mean, I got to tell you, I did. I would not have expected all of that to happen in one episode.
2: <laughs> it was a lot. It was a really it was probably the most like plot driven episode so far. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated yeah. that a lot because we only have two episodes left. We're going into act three now. This next next episode is act three of the series. And, you know, it's yeah. Stuff's ramping up big time. And mm-hmm. there's supposed to be some big cameo next week. Did you guys hear about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's supposed to be—it's uh, n- not somebody we currently know, but it's supposed to be the debut of a new MCU character that is well it's, known.
0: It's Al Pacino as Mephisto.
1: Yeah, I
2: hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're going to be pulling like a Paul Bettany thing, where it's actually like Cap- <laughs> Cap- Captain Sam instead of like Falcon Sam.
1: Uh, and he just like right.
0: gets a new suit oh I thought you were going with I bet it's Paul Bettany <laughs> <No.
1: laughs> that <laughs> Paul would be bet- funny, is Paul Bettany playing, playing a third version That's
2: of right. Vision <laughs> he's actually uh, Falcon now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, I'm not even going to lie. I would love that. It would be watching everybody lose their damn mind about Ralph Boner again. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, kind of, I kind of just want to see uh, White Vision have a discussion with Zemo about the ship of Theseus.
0: Yes. And, Come on, like, that'd
2: be a wonderful conversations. conversation. Yeah, it was, Make yeah. an
0: entire show about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, everybody would complain that it's not normal MCU stuff. And, you know, I only want to see super people punching each other.
0: Like, but d- it brings up, in- n- nobody wanted to see Chris Hemsworth and his roommate Donald in commercials. But we did and we were very happy I about it. it. Yes. It was amazing. So I don't want to hear it. Give me all the weird extra content. Yeah.
1: Well, and to, to Ryan Ryan's little point about like having you know White Vision and Zemo talking to each other, we get like these super intelligent characters, these very thoughtful type characters, but they rarely get to interact with each other. They're usually interacting with other people who are nowhere near as cerebral, yeah. right? And you know, that, that way you get the balance. That's the whole point. But it would be fun to see some of these people in the same room together for a few minutes.
0: Yep.
2: So I'm thinking the cameo well, I was thinking that the cameo might be Thunderbolt Ross, uh, but we've got him as a character already. So that doesn't really fit that criteria. I was thinking that they were gonna introduce him as the power broker, like we talked about. Mm. Um, but it doesn't fit all the criteria. But there's a bunch of yeah. weird criteria like it's a big name character that we haven't seen in the MCU from an actor that we know. It's like it's just, just there's a lot of weird stuff, so it maybe, should be interesting. Maybe it's She-Hulk. It could be. There's a lot of rumors about that. I heard somebody say that they thought it would be Daredevil, but if they're using it, oh, it's somebody that hasn't appeared in a movie or it, that well, it was one of the criteria, too. It's not somebody that's appearing in a movie. So it could be somebody from the the Disney Plus shows. So it could right. be She-Hulk. You know, Kate Bishop maybe could be yeah some sort of setup for one of the other shows. But I'll be curious to see how they can tie that in and not make it feel forced.
0: Right. Right. So far, all of the suggestions have just sounded very forced. Yeah,
2: I mean, Thunderbolt Ross doesn't sound super forced to me, but he doesn't fit the criteria. So,
1: but She Hulk kind of might work depending on how the season. Like, well, this is supposed to be next episode, not the final episode, right? right? Yeah, Yeah, that makes it a little bit harder. I was thinking like if it ends kind of like post all of these events and somebody's in court and she ends up being you know the prosecuting lawyer or something they could tie that in but that would have to be at the tail end of the season so that, that i don't think that works either that's a tough one It's really interesting yeah i'm not
2: sure i didn't know if you guys had even uh i mean ironheart could ironheart. show up i suppose it would be a weird one that feels forced also i mean i don't know I, don't
1: know. I mean, we got Don Cheadle already. Maybe they both show up together. Apparently, it's been confirmed that the character is a female. Okay, so. okay. That—that's. I mean, all three of mine were were women. So
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> it could be any one of those still, I guess. Um, I don't know. Those are the three that come to mind because they're they are designed for TV shows that are coming up soon. So it's a fun way to tie in to upcoming projects rather than some movie that who knows when is that's coming. You know.
2: Right. Have you guys seen the trailer for the next couple episodes or like the, the mid-season
1: trailer that came out? No, I'm purposely avoiding it. Okay. Well, then we won't talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so also in that fight, though, before we move on from that fight, they remove Bucky's arm. With just a few quick finger throws at the shoulder component, and it just drops to the floor. And uh, I mean, it's an, it's like a fr- freezing kind of moment in real time anyway. But then, Ryan, you posted a really interesting thought in our thread in the Screen Heroes podcast forum on Facebook that I thought we should talk about. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What would you like to tell people what the thread was?
2: Uh, it was basically, I'd have to pull it up to be sure, but it, it was basically saying that it was sad that, that, that the, uh, a lot of people were joking about the arm right? Uh, and AO taking the arm off. Um, but there was another point that was brought up that uh, said it was sad that the Wakandans built in a fail safe to be able to remove the arm and because sh- it shows that they never fully trusted Bucky, despite accepting him into their culture and making him feel like he was accepted as part of wakanda and giving him this this nickname and things like that um
0: it's incredibly upsetting considering Aya was the one at the very beginning to help him work through it now she probably was not the only one who worked with him but she was the one that we were shown Mm -hmm. and that's important that she's also the one to god i hate this to disarm him yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) Um, i know right but both of those are important it's important to know that wakandans are still an isolationist country that not just because t'challa opened the borders to the rest of the world doesn't mean that the rest of the nation everybody was on board with it and um t'challa While he worked with Bucky, he was still under the belief for quite some time that Bucky was the one who killed his father. So, getting over that is not easy, and uh, we've seen our preconceived notions get the best of us. So, it's it says a lot about who the Wakandans are. Says a lot about uh, T'Challa as the king, about Ao, about. Uh, all the Dora Melage. so it was a small moment that told us a lot about these characters
1: well and it leaves Bucky again with another situation of wondering who actually trusts him and if he is trustworthy and if Steve what Steve saw in him was accurate or not
0: well even worse it shows that there are still people out there that can control him he had no idea. It it was proof that he does not have autonomy over himself. That there's always somebody out there that can have one that knows more about him than he does.
2: Yeah. See, yeah. I, I was, I was going to type out a response in the post, but uh it was kind of a mouthful, and I didn't know if I'd be able to type out a way that made it sound right but it kind of reminds me of like people that deal with an addict in real life you know you you you, no matter how sober somebody is from drugs or alcohol or whatever you don't know if they're gonna you know what's the trigger right Bucky has triggers that make him act like the winter soldier an addict has triggers that make them want to drink or want to do drugs and you know their family or the people around them don't get the luxury of of a button that can make them not do that thing right but they did have that luxury and I don't it's very sad but I don't really blame them for that for taking that precaution I I feel like anybody that's ever had somebody like that in their life would take that precaution given the chance and it, it does you know become hard to trust somebody in a circumstance like that so you can't really blame them you know if for
0: any moment his uh work was all undone somebody found a way to trigger the winter soldier again there was a good chance that you know uh, removing the arm and taking back what they had given him was a fail safe
1: yeah yeah i mean it is sad but
0: uh, it's understandable uh...
1: I do yeah. understand it. You know, it's like how Batman has a contingency for everybody, you know, in the Justice League. You know, if you right. really think about it, like it's kind of messed up. But at the same time, like, well, what do you do if Superman just goes rogue? Right. You better have a plan. So it's hard on everybody. And I think just because we're we're positioned with Bucky with Bucky and we've seen a lot of vulnerability from him in this show. Right. From obviously the beginning scene in this episode, but also earlier on when he's you know sleeping on the floor in his apartment and he's all these other things that we feel for him. We feel more connected to him than we do, you know, pretty much anybody else on the show right now because of that emotional vulnerability. Yeah.
0: So I do want to mention the fact that uh, Sam's PTSD therapy uh, has come back around. It's been quite some time since we actually got to uh, refer back to that, but yeah, that's how we met him. He was, helping soldiers through coming back and Mm -hmm. uh helping with you know group therapy so it was nice that they were able to touch on it now i don't think there was any point in his story where bringing it up was relevant but he was just kind of relegated to the black sidekick role for a few movies so this is nice to see uh things come back up to not yeah. waste that plot point
2: yeah that was a really cool callback um, one of several in this episode but that one was particularly important because it, like you said he was was just a black sidekick for a lot of the mcu and so him you know being able to do important things without superpowers just by being a good guy and someone that's trained to do these things was wonderful yeah and it's and he seemed to be having a really good heart to heart up until john walker kind of
0: ruins it
2: pissed all over that
1: And that that goes back to the like that's just a narrative mechanism that I am sick of seeing at this point. It happens like in every genre that that has any action sequences and stuff like that. Like this is just such a common concept that I was really hoping they weren't going to do it.
0: It would have been a really cool touch to not do it if they got to actually finish their conversation, go their separate ways. And then John Walker, Mm -hmm. like he because then it would look like a calculated betrayal of sam's confidence and not a bumbling kind of erratic mess right but that's that's just me um carly is more and more a bad guy in this between threatening sam's family and And uh, making the comments about killing Captain America and things like that, uh, which is really showing the divergence of her versus the other Flag Smashers. They, you know, we saw her blow up that building with civilians in there and her uh, cohort being completely taken aback by it and upset and shocked and kind of scared and then in this one this guy is with her the entire episode talking about how much he admires her cause and uh what she's been doing for everybody and how he looks up for people that uh you know helps out the little guy and how much he loves captain america including captain america like the steve rogers one and then she you know she kills battlestar she kills him uh she doesn't even seem to know that's what she was gonna do she just completely unleashes her power she can't control it and she murders him
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, And it's kind of a weird, it's a weird scene because keep in mind that earlier in this episode, she wants to kill Walker openly, right? So the fact that she kills Battlestar, like that freaks her out. And so that leads to, to a couple of possibilities, either one, she didn't realize what it would be like to, to kill someone just personally, not with, you know, a bomb Um, or, I don't know it just it just came off a little weird how afraid she seemed to be after the realization that he was dead
2: mm-hmm.
1: well that weird
2: that that uh like we need to kill captain america line or whatever that was mm-hmm. i'm there was a lot of weird editing in this episode that again makes me think that some of this stuff was just like re-edited into a different plot line because that line specifically was set off camera you weren't looking at her. Like you didn't see her say it. It was looking at her partner that dies later. Um, The, the, the scene where you see all the flag smashers together, uh, like in the camp thing. And she's like, standing way off to the side. And then in the next scene, she's sitting down in the middle with all of them when they're watching the news, like there's a bunch of weird stuff. And so I'm not sure that that line was originally what that was supposed to be. There was more hints of that deleted storyline this episode I mean that line particularly
1: stood out as a weird line.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, well, I that would know. explain her reaction because that obviously would have been filmed with whatever the original, yeah, the original was. Timeline, yeah. Um, but you know, this is what they went with, and so it just comes off a little strange. Yeah, it definitely did. You know, and they 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 bug out and they all run separate directions. Like, but wasn't this the plan? Was to kill them? Like, I thought that's what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so, if they stick together, I mean. First off, it's a little unclear that she knows that Walker has super strength yet. That seems I don't think she's aware of that yet, um, but they're all like scared of him like they do know, but I don't know how they would have known.
2: Well, I think that they were scared of him just like in general because he's Captain America I and mean, he's an imposing visage, even, you know, when he's not a super soldier, he's done it's- some bad things. Sure, Already. but they've
1: they've con- confronted all three of these guys before as super soldiers and didn't ever seem frightened.
2: No, but when they fought them on the trains and stuff, they were uh, there was more flag smashers at that point. It wasn't just Carly and like one other guy.
1: Well, there there was more than just the was two was there of them. more than just two of them? There was at least four of them. Oh, okay, were well, they all super soldiers? Up that was my understanding, but maybe they weren't. Maybe it was just the two of them that were super soldiers. That's my point, though. It's like it's kind of an unclear scene like the clear thing is obviously that battle star dies and she's the one who kills him that's uh, that's clear but the rest of it is very strange well there was the scene right before that
2: confrontation when walker throws his shield and it like embeds halfway into the wall kind of showing that he doesn't understand this strength yet Mm -hmm. um and so it's possible that somebody saw that and was like holy shit this guy is not screwing around maybe you know that was the only like thing I saw before that would give any kind of a hint that he's a super soldier now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I do want to say that there does seem to be some inconsistency uh with the injuries here and super strength and stuff. Like I think we can all agree that getting hit with that shield would be horrible and Zemo takes it to the face is just laying down with ice on his face later. There are no cuts, there are no bruises like and he's he's fine there's no concussion or anything and yet you know battlestar gets hit in the column and uh i probably a break in his spinal cord somewhere and so least Yeah. yeah i and i'm not saying that like his death wasn't uh I I guess the problem that Zemo just walks away without any scrapes or bruises or anything bothers me a lot.
2: Well, it wasn't, see, it it is inconsistent because in the end scene too, uh, that when that guy's running away, he gets the shield thrown at him and hit with it at least once, maybe twice. Mm -hmm. And that's with super soldier strength. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's still alive and like moving around and able to talk. um, Yeah. So you would think it, that
1: shield would do more damage than like just getting punched in the chest would.
0: Yeah, you would I, think
1: so. But like, I think this has always been a problem in the MCU with power with, scaling just in general. Yeah, because yeah. It, it is hard to be consistent with it because it's not it's not really mechanical. So it's hard to know, well, well, is he using his full strength? You know, like maybe he wasn't using his full strength when he hit Zemo. Maybe he knew to dial it back just enough to, you know, to knock him down and or but whatever. You know, he's
2: using his full strength in that last scene. I mean, there was no yeah. way he wasn't.
1: Right. And so, like, maybe that's the difference. And so, Carly, maybe she's been holding back right on the train sequences and stuff like that. Maybe that wasn't her hundred percent. And this time it just was because she was in the moment or something like that. And she used her hundred percent and it killed him. And that's why she was scared. The problem is that we have to kind of guess what is going on. That's, that's the, that's the big issue. I don't have a problem with characters holding back at times because like that's what whole civil war was about. That whole confrontation is all of them holding back because they don't really want to hurt each other, but that's made pretty clear to us. Well, like that last
2: scene, uh, like when he's actually like above the dude mm-hmm. to finishing it off. It would not. I, I feel like Steve Rogers was doing that. Not that he ever would, but he would ch- have chopped through the guy in one. I mean, the human yeah. body is not like that tough, really, compared to a vibranium shield. And this guy, he took multiple hits and was still together.
0: I think that was my uh, like one of my biggest takeaways because the amount of hits that walker did versus what the body looked like yeah exactly seeing the downward movement
2: i think it's more just a disney plus thing just
0: horrifying and yeah i like the imagery and everything it easily could have been rated r
2: we've we've literally seen like steve rogers pick up a motorcycle with one arm and like hold a helicopter from taking off you know Maybe this super soldier serum hadn't kicked in all the way yet, or something like
1: that. I mean, I don't know. Well, we don't know. It's not. It's not the same serum that that uh steve had so we don't know that it's literally as strong because we do know it's been changed enough to not actually modify a person's physical structure that's why the flag smashers kind of look like regular people that's why carly doesn't look like a bodybuilder right but new cap right walker's already a, a pretty fit guy so it doesn't change anything visually for us but for all we know he's not as strong as steve was at at the same age. It's true. I know? guess when
2: you're just thinking super soldier, you're thinking Steve Rogers is the one that we all know. So it's hard to not scale based off that, you know.
1: Well, with the our only other comparison is Bucky who also has a vibranium arm. Yeah, so, and then, so that
2: makes it even harder to compare. Exactly. Well, he
1: got the same serum
2: in theory that Steve did, so.
1: Right. And so like it just it's very complicated, but I agree with you guys. It, it was just really weird it was really inconsistent and I am still floored that they showed the the, all the blood on the shield on disney plus i really honestly like don't get me wrong it's an iconic shot and it was perfectly done but i am still floored it was shocking
0: like it was very emotional i audibly gasped when the whole thing was going down
2: well that's what they were going for obviously but it it, it is a a little bit weird like in general for even the mcu beyond disney plus because really you don't see anybody bleed unless it's like a weird colored alien blood
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well the the Netflix shows.
2: Yeah, I'm I, but like the movies, yeah. the the core MCU. The the Netflix shows are we're not even sure MCU at this point. But, That's yeah. Um you know, you you don't really see anybody you got to see Thanos get decapitated, and that was that was shocking, but it was purple alien blood that went everywhere, not red. Right. Um, and this was very clearly red blood. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, it was a, it was a shot that was meant to make everybody go, uh, I don't like this, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not just like, I hate this guy. It's like, oh, this makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And And then
1: obviously the the title of the episode, you know, comes into play because the whole world is watching and there's, you know, a hundred people circling this with all of their phones out, you know, streaming to, to Facebook and whatnot. And you know, like forget for a minute what walker's gonna do what is like the u.s government going to do now that their poster boy murdered a dude out in the street with a shield with you know quote our colors
2: well they don't want to do that or they don't we don't want to talk about that because there's a hint as to what's coming with that in Mm -hmm. the trailer that you are
1: avoiding so ah i see i see what
0: comes next is going to give it's going to change the rest of the mcu for quite some time things may go back for a while but this is going to have a lasting effect
2: so there was a post on reddit that i looked at that i thought was interesting where somebody said that that walker is just a means to an end for the mcu his his, his point was that uh that if if marvel had just given sam the shield like they did it at the end of uh, Endgame that people would just think he's a crappy Captain America um, because he isn't Steve. But then, now that you have Walker, who's a piece of crap with the shield that everybody hates, they can just all hate on him. And then when Sam becomes Captain America, then it's going to look way better for Sam and people are going to be way more accepting.
0: I don't think that's necessarily true at all. I think it works uh, quite a bit in the context of everything i i think storytelling wise the government would not have ever picked sam wilson as a symbol of the u.s for no but
2: steve rogers did and the government was you know there he was their captain america so what are they gonna do say no i mean i mean he had to give the shield back They didn't say, give us the shield back where he, he voluntarily gave the shield back. So at that point they hadn't been like, well, we don't accept you as captain America. He said, I don't accept the role of captain America and gave the shield back.
1: It is. It is complicated by this because we don't know what they would have done. We don't even like, to be fair, if, if Sam had just hidden the shield away, we don't even know that other, other than Bucky, that anyone would have known what happened to the shield. And so the u.s government may have come up with their own cap with just a non-vibranium shield right it's not like they couldn't make a shield that looks like that one since you know in real life it's not actually made out of vibranium so yeah they could have gone that route i think that i don't know it's weird it's one thing to kind of have sam go through an arc where he learns that he does have what it takes to be cap and that he deserves to be cap and that he's the cap that we need that's one thing but to have a guy who's just going to be like truly terrible so well this guy's awful let's go with you instead it for me it almost cheapens it because then did he earn it or is he just not as bad as this dude well
2: this was more not in the context of the mcu more in the context of the viewers because you know a lot of people like why would why would steve pick sam instead of bucky his friend from for like a 100 years you know what wh- how does that make any sense there was a lot of that we all read it online yeah um that it's never more made any the context me. of viewers i think <laughs> right that the people are going to be more apt not that people in the mcu are going to be more apt but the people that are viewing the mcu are going to be like well sam's way better than this other shitbag. bag so they're going to be it's going to be way an easier pill to swallow for people whereas before they would have just been like well, Sam is definitely not Steve Rogers. you know what I mean they would have that would have been their only comparison, but now we have the top end of good and the bottom end of bad, and as long as Sam is somewhere towards the top end, you know it feels a lot better than maybe it would have otherwise because at that point he Sam would have been potentially the bottom yeah you know what I mean It made sense to me apparently you guys don't agree, but uh you know if if you listen or agree then you or don't disagree then hit hit us up on uh,
1: Twitter Derek'll plug that at the end, I'm sure i will at Screen heroes pod um okay. so yes yeah, so, i mean that's how the episode ends though is just you know out on the street for the world to see and you know we'll have to, f- to see what the ramifications are of all of that good stuff
2: yeah yeah it was a messed up episode it was is why do you anything- guys think the wakandans left them the shield i don't Instead of they they care about it but it's vibranium
1: um i would say like
2: super protective of all the vibranium isn't that like a thing
1: yeah but it was given away you know to Steve to sam uh from steve who you know so i don't know that they necessarily would have
2: sam didn't have it anymore oh right because yeah i don't know also those little balls that they left everywhere for bucky to pick up can we talk about how that's like 10 million dollars in vibranium that they just like left (laughs) laying on the ground
1: (laughs) maybe it wasn't vibranium
2: I guess, but (laughs) I just assume any metal that comes out of Wakanda at this point Uh, is vibranium.
1: They probably don't use it for everything. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know.
2: I just assume that they're just like leaving these, you know, $3 million vibranium balls laying around.
1: Hopefully a kid doesn't find one.
2: (laughs) Right. He's going to be made rich forever if he did, or he just leaves as a marble or something.
1: Well, is there anything else you guys want to touch on from this episode? No, Ray's shaking her head. No, no,
0: no, no. I said no.
1: (laughs) It didn't get picked up. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, then we're going to wrap things up for this week. We will be back next week to talk about the penultimate episode, episode five of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We, of course, are the Screen Heroes podcast. You can find us at Screen-Heroes.com with all of our links to all of our social media, our Facebook group. Uh, all of the podcast apps. If you want to subscribe to our feed, we would appreciate it. So join our group, listen to the show, the whole nine. You can find me at the Star Trek dude on Twitter. Ray, where can people find you?
0: I'm at Siren Ray
1: and Ryan, where can people find you at Buster props? And you can find us at the screen heroes podcast, Facebook page, live Tuesday nights at 9 PM Eastern time. We live stream every episode kind of quiet this week but if you join us next week you can chat with us during the show and we will be glad to talk about your comments in chat if you want to leave some so hopefully you will join us then otherwise you can catch the episodes when they release on wednesdays thank you for joining us we'll catch you all next time